The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 20th chapter. There came to Jesus some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife, but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children. And the second and the third took her, and likewise, all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age, to the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they cannot die anymore, because they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well. But they no longer dared to ask him any question. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. The British author G.K. Chesterton writes in his book titled Orthodoxy that very young children don't need fairy tales. They only need tales because mere life is interesting enough. A seven-year-old child is excited by being told that Tommy opened the door and saw a dragon, while a three-year-old is excited that Tommy opened the door. Babies like realistic tales because they find them fascinating. And for the rest of us, fairy tales are told to remind us that life is, in fact, fantastic. Jesus believes life is fantastic and for living, while the Sadducees believe that life is for not being dead. There's a difference. The Sadducees are understood precisely in the negative today, in the Gospel reading. They are those who do not believe in the resurrection. They believed in life in the sense of what you see is what you get. And they were rich, and they were powerful, and they wanted to make sure it stayed that way. First by aligning themselves with the Roman Empire, and then by trying to undermine Jesus. Now, aligning themselves with the Roman Empire made them also not like the Pharisees or the scribes. They were also not like the Pharisees 
because they did not believe that the prophets, the Psalms, and the wisdom books of the Old Testament were authoritative. They only considered the books of Moses as authoritative. And they believed that Moses taught that life was about not dying. Common to not believing in a resurrection is then a fear of death. And anyone who lived differently undermined this worldview. That is why they are determined to show Jesus silly. By arguing the resurrection does not really solve anything, but makes life more confusing. According to the Sadducees, the woman will have seven husbands in the resurrection, which is obviously ridiculous. But Jesus' response cuts right to the heart. Moses taught the resurrection because God is of the living and not merely the not dead. Being a child of God, or as Jesus says it, sons of God, is the most fascinating thing about life. Because children of God are like angels in that they are meant to live forever. Living forever isn't simply not dying forever, though. And by showing God is of the living, Jesus reveals humanity, then, is meant to be fully alive. After Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God placed an angel with a sword to guard the tree of life. Because if they were able to eat of its fruit, they would live forever. While this sounds like God prohibiting them from something that would solve their own problem, God is actually preventing them from ruining their existence. Adam and Eve were created to be fully alive. <coughs> fully alive means loving God, loving themselves, loving each other, and loving creation. It's a life free from sin. And it's marked by joy. And satisfaction. However, since Adam and Eve rejected this life by sinning, if they were to eat of the tree of life, they would live forever. But they would live forever as sinners. Sure, they would not be dead, but they would never really be fully alive. By not believing in the resurrection, the Sadducees forgot life is for living rather than not dying. The Sadducees believed the sinful world defined the resurrection, which would mean the resurrection is forever a broken life. If true, it would be silly to believe in it, like a woman with seven husbands. This sort of resurrection would be marked by sin, by loss, and by misery. However, 
Jesus teaches the resurrection will be more than this life. Not more of the same life. The resurrection will be marked by forgiveness, love, abundance, and joy. Where all of our relationships will be healed. Our desires satisfied. And we will know as we are known by God and each other. The resurrection is not a fantasy. It is real and it's true. Jesus' resurrection gives us the promise of our resurrection that changes our life today by returning us to who we were created to be. We were created to glorify God. As St. Irenaeus from the 2nd century taught, the glory of God is a living human being. God is for the living. We were created to be alive now. Our lives are meant to be marked by forgiveness, and love, contentment, and pure joy. Of course, this all begins and is sustained through the forgiveness of sins. When God forgives you your sins, you are made right. And patiently, you will begin to see life in all of its fantastic forms. When God gives you the gospel and his sacraments, when he gives you his gifts, you receive eternal life. That's simply a life that lasts forever. But a life that's really alive, fully alive, rather than a life that's simply not being dead. Because God joins himself with you and he lives in you, God opens your heart and then opens your eyes and your ears and your nose and your tongue and your hands to see life as he meant it. For creation is a wonder. And people are miracles. And life together is pure joy. Lest you believe that I'm speaking of a Pollyannish sort of vision of life, I must remind you that the resurrection only comes through death. But praise be to God. In holy baptism, Jesus has given you his death and resurrection. He's given you his death that ends in resurrection. Because God is for the living. And what wonder is in this gift. Martin Luther says, it is enough for you to meditate on for the rest of your life and all the way into eternity. So let us meditate on Jesus' death and resurrection that's been given to you in holy baptism. Because as you meditate on it, our Lord will give you hope. A life of hope 
that believes and lives in a way where you will continue to live even through broken relationships or live even through sickness or live even through despair, tribulation, or depression. By meditating on Christ's death and resurrection, you will be fully alive, even in the midst of life's struggles. And for that, we praise God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.